Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why are you my facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Brian Kelly cracking open a cold one with the boys. Hey, little ding, I'm gonna light your candle, man. I'm gonna hold the handle now, it's around. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, this is what did we watch this month? We didn't do one of these last month because we were rattling off all of our favorite horror films from 2018. And this month's gonna be a real short one because Brian and I are both binging Game of Thrones, and that took up most of our free time. I've got four things on my list. So, well, you guys, you guys know that um, that famous overused Jesus quote that's like footsteps in the sand, and it's like you know when yeah, I was, was when was I was carrying you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be me today. <laughs> I mean, I surprisingly not have the first time that Scott compared himself to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Certainly not the last. <laughs> no, uh, all right, then you go ahead and kick us off, Scott. I mean, do you want me to kick us off, or do you want to just like do your spiel's and then I just start talking, and everybody listening can just click away? <laughs> I was gonna say, do you really want to? 
truncate the back of this episode. Uh, let's let's have you let's. So how many are on your list? Let's start there. I don't know. I don't. I don't keep track like you guys do. I just write them down. Um, okay. Let me let me start you off with actually um, a little double feature. All right. Perfect. You don't have to do like uh, you don't have to burn through them, Scott, because I have like nine. Okay. Well, I mean, I got yeah. I got I got quite a few, so yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Um, so I want to start off with two musical biopics that uh, Megan and I watched this past week, actually. Um, the first one was Jersey Boys, which mm. is the story of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, did either of you see that? I'm assuming Matt did. I actually haven't yet. Didn't uh, Clint Eastwood direct that? Someone yes. weird directed that. Yeah, oh, yeah Clint, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Um, it was okay. I, I was... It was it was longer than it should have been, you know. Like it was just it kind of went on and on and on, and you're like, "Wow, this movie is like an hour and forty five minutes long, or two hours long, or something." I think longer than it should have been describes most of Clint Eastwood's movies. Like, well, I've, I've never seen, seen a brief any, one. I've never seen anything by Clint Eastwood until now. I don't think oh, so I actively avoid him because he just is not my cup of tea. As yeah, no, he's. He's a tough person. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like people that like confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> and he built a career on it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was A-OK. I, I don't know how it would really translate into a musical because it's like a stage play that they made into a movie. So because it just is like a lot of talking and not a lot of singing about a band you know, uh, and then also they really screwed up the timeline of Frankie Valley's daughter dying of um, drug overdose or something like that because they have it happen before they do fucking um, what's the one? I love you, baby. And if it's oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like that was like way that was like a decade before she died, but they have it in the movie that he wrote it after she died. And I'm uh, like, listen, no, bio, no. biopics, biopics are never right. The Bohemian Rhapsody biopic well, actually, is so off from like what the actual timeline is. Yeah. I, and I wanted you to tell me about that because that was my double feature because we just finished watching that last night. Bio, so, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I really big, liked it. Yeah, it's it good. Too. It's good. But the biggest thing is that Freddie Mercury didn't find out he had AIDS until like three years after the Live Aid performance. Oh, shit. <laughs> so like... That throws things off. And the other thing that's like grossly inaccurate is that Freddie Mercury was actually the last member of Queen to do a solo album. And the rest of the band had pushed him to do it. They're like, come on, man, like do a solo album. We'll go on a brief break. But like they depict it as like this egotistical move that caused them to hate him forever. But they were always tight, like throughout the whole process. What the hell? <laughs> so I'm so glad that... that I know this after watching the film, and I probably won't tell Megan how. Because <laughs> Queen is her like her favorite rock band of all time. Yeah. And she thinks Freddie Mercury is like the greatest singer of like rock singer of all time. So yeah, and I am inclined to agree with most of that. I love Queen, but yeah, Queen's, it's a good Queen's it's great. a good movie. I still am kind of like, I don't know if best picture is like a, like it's not best picture caliber to me. Like, no, no, no. Even, even for someone like me who loves queen and loves music biopics. Like I, 
enjoyed it, but it's not like it's something that I'm going to revisit very often. Yeah, I just think yeah. it jumps it jumps around way too much. It's like Freddie joins the band, and then it's like the very next shot they're in the middle of their like second tour, getting ready to <laughs> yeah. To record I think, I'm like Jesus. I think <laughs> what people need to need to understand, especially when it comes to biopics, is just because someone is a celebrity doesn't mean their story is interesting. <laughs> well, okay, and sometimes let's... you got to shake it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real here. Freddie Mercury's story could have been just fine without those ridiculous changes. But that's what's so funny is that the I think really what did it for me and what made me love the movie, I mean, love it as in love the experience of watching it, um, was the cinematography was very, very good. And the casting choices perfect brought brian may looks, looks like, brian, like it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah they did a great job with the casting of that yeah um, i think the issue is they wanted it to be about queen more than about freddie mercury and it kind of missed the mark there because it seemed like it was it was more about freddie mercury but which is why it didn't like really focus on a lot it like burned through a lot of this stuff like um, as far as like him getting, they didn't want it to be about like his struggle with AIDS. They wanted to like just kind of throw it in at the end, but they could have done like if I was directing, I would have done something differently where they're like band practicing and they're like, Freddie, you got a phone call. And he's like, I'm practicing. And they're like, it's the doctor. He says it's urgent. And then he looks directly in the camera and goes, I'm sure it's nothing. And then just <laughs> Oh, Let's God. chalk that up to the reason why you probably didn't get picked for this. Uh, so, I'll I'll chime in here. Is I uh, one of the movies on my list that I watched, and I'm still continuing to do things from like the worst to the best. Um, so, the worst thing that I watched out of the five things that made it onto my list is I got a Godzilla double feature DVD for Christmas. Um, I'm only going to talk about one of them, and it was Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, and it's. I was excited because I love King Ghidorah, but I didn't realize that this double feature was like the 1992 Godzilla movies where Godzilla probably looks the best that he's ever looked, but the plots are f- just fucking bonkers. Uh, and this one involved a whole bunch of Android people. So <laughs> that, that lost it for me a little bit. Yeah, they were making them in Japan still. Oh, no, like, I knew that, up. but that doesn't sound like a 92 thing. That sounds like a 72 thing. That's weird. Oh. I know I was like, because I was like, what the hell is happening? And there's just like a at one point, one of these people, you find out that they're a robot because they get in a car accident and then they run at super speed. And that's the reveal that he's a robot. And oh. I was just like, oh, my God, what is this? I love that. I was hoping that the reveal would be that they pull open, they pull up their shirts and they pull apart their abs <laughs> and their robots inside. <laughs> if only someone else got there a year earlier. So they had to change it up. Um, but that like any point where Godzilla is fighting King Ghidorah some solid shit going on, but everything else involving the people terrible, which is kind of all Godzilla movies. Really? You're only there for the fight scene. Right. Yeah. But... I mean, like they, that's, that's why they get to have some fun uh, in between all the, the stuff that people care about. They're like, Hey, hey let's have something crazy. <laughs> let's make a robot person. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's my one. So I'll pass it over to, to be Kel for him. So I'm going to probably just, start with my biggest letdown and in hindsight i guess you know marketing's been bad in in hollywood and there's a few where like they marketed movies terribly but first reformed looked like such a awesome movie 
Um, so I was really, really excited to see it. And it it made no sense. I left the movie just so confused as what went on. It's on Prime if anyone wants to watch it. But it's just like, I don't want to give any spoilers. It's just a weird fucking movie. And it's not, it, it, it seemed like super artsy, like for the sake of being artsy. I don't want to disrespect it by calling it mother, but it's like <laughs> close to that, you know? And got a best best script nominee, which I could not believe when I saw that. Wait, yeah. first reformed got a best script nomination? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. It's Ethan Hawke in it. I and mean it's a like decent a, one. He's like a what was he like ex ex military or something and he like has to kill people or what? Nope. Nope. It's priest. He's <laughs> he is a priest and he is just there to um so I'm not going to get into what the movie is, but what the trailer looks looks like is they portray the trailer as he's a priest. He's helping this one guy who's a human rights like activist, but like on the extreme. Uh, the guy's uh, wife finds like a bomb and like plans to like make a, you know, pretty much a, a big attack. And he's sworn to secrecy and, and is trying to like stop this. That is not what the movie is like at all. I want it's you to tell me off, rec- off air what actually happens because I remember seeing the trailer and being like, this looks like some shit that I would have seen a trailer for in the 90s on like a VHS tape. It was like this weird, such a weird concept for a film in 2018. Yeah. It, yeah. it reminds me in a, because I watched it with Brian, um, Reminds me a little bit of like Arlington Road, but not nearly as good. Yeah. <laughs> but see, those are such that weird conspiracy thriller thing. It's a very 90s it's, thing. Uh, yeah. Even yeah. Arlington Road, which is a good movie, but I don't ever want to watch it a second yeah, it's time. It's not a revisitable movie. No, no, it's really not. But I mean, even that, it, that came out in what, 2000 or something? No, that was like, I think that was like 96 or something. Really? Because that's, that's the one with, um, oh, God. It's been such a long time. Um, Arlington Road. I just remember that they framed him at the end. Yeah. Um, 99. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, Tim Roberts. Tim Robbins. Sorry, Tim Robbins. Yeah. I just remember the movie opens with a kid whose hand was blown off. Yeah. He's firework. walking down the street. Yeah. And then mom made me stop watching. So that's why that's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me the dangers of fireworks. I'll make my own mistakes. <laughs> All right, Scott, what's uh, next on your list? All right, so since I have so many, because I'm looking at my list, I can definitely truncate a lot of these. By um, I want to talk about two TV shows that Megan and I have uh, started a, a later season and got and did not complete because the TV shows have completely lost their way. So the first <laughs> one is uh, Elementary, season five. That's um, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes right? uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I enjoyed the first three seasons and i think that the last season was kind of like mm. i'm not really a procedural type show person but i just have a very strong love for johnny lee miller being a snarky cheeky brit so um you know plus lucy Liu is has been beautiful my entire life so it's not a hard show to watch but the last <laughs> season this current season has just been really dumb really dumb so um we i don't even i don't even think we got six episodes in and we were just like I think we're done with this show so we're done with that show 
additionally, we only got maybe three episodes into Frontier season three. And no matter how cool the concept of the show is and how beautifully shot on location it is, I just don't give a fuck about these people anymore. Like it's the same. I never even heard of Frontier, so yeah. I'll just avoid that one. Well, it's well, it's Jason Momoa. Oh, um, who I and, always say Mimosa when I try to say. His w- name. Would I be surprised that you fuck up someone's name? <laughs> Stop the presses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, uh, I, I don't recommend watching either of those series. Uh, well, e- either of those seasons, Frontier season one is kind of fun, but then it just. They, they really, I don't know why they're dragging it out because it's the same story. You know, like a season should be the end of a story. Like there should be a big bad. It's just, I don't know. I, that, that's the way I feel about it. But it's like they're making this epic 40 episode story about this one thing. So fuck that. All right. Uh, so next on my list is so far the only film that I've seen in 2000, uh, in 2019, like in theaters escape room which was dumb as hell but also super fun like it's what's the it's, what's the point of it so it's a bunch of people get invitations to test out this new immersive uh escape room and they quickly realize that uh the goal of the escape room is that every single one of them is someone who beat the odds and survived a terrible thing uh so like one person was like trapped in a mine with a bunch of other guys and he was the only one that lived and like another one survived a plane crash and stuff like that. And the rule of the, the game that's happening is they want to see who can be the sole survivor of the sole survivors. So like they're actively that's going so to continue dumb. to go through each room until only one of them is left living. Um, but the, the rooms are fun. Like it's such a dumb concept, but the rooms are fun enough that it's like exciting. And the actors are really dope in it. Um, it's got like three or four actors who I really, really like. So that helped a lot because it had a, you know, our our boy Tyler Labine's up in there. Oh, right on. <laughs> so he's in there. Um, the best friend from Atypical is one of the people in there. And then uh, the guy who frames Simon and loves Simon is one of the people in there. Uh, and all three of them do a really great job in the movie. So it's. It's if it's on Netflix and you got nothing else to do, like it's worth watching, but it's not like a make it a goal to see, but it was, it was fun. All right, Brian, you. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see what, what next is on my list. Oh, you know what movie I watched for the first time ever? And it was so fucking charming. And my fat Delco tongue is going to make this work. Very hard to say, but the abominable Dr. Fives. Oh yeah. I- that has like almost been on my pick list for probably five years. And I'm like, I don't know if we can make an episode out of this, but the movie's really fun. Yeah. Like it's so, it, it's so, it's like, I don't, and I'm sure it's not, but it's like, it's so weird to see like what seems like, like the first meta horror movie. It really know? does feel very meta. <laughs> Dude, the, the scene, the scene I always think of is when the unicorn head stabs the dude and like just the look of the detective <laughs> as he, as he just it's so uh, i think scott already used this word once but it's so cheeky <laughs> he, like he's staring straight ahead and then his eyes just slowly look down at the unicorn through the guy and he just drops his head in shame <laughs> like, <laughs> 
You know what? Even the sequel is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's on on Prime for free, so I might watch it, the sequel. You should watch – you should double feature that shit with uh, Dr. Goldfoot and his bikini machine. I need to look this up right now. It's a real movie I that Megan and I have watched, and after we watched it all, and everyone like maybe once a year, we'll just turn to the other and go, "Doctor Goldfoot and his bikini machine," because it's got a theme song. <laughs> um, I mean, I I do want us to eventually do a Vin, like a a classic Vincent Price movie. Well, I don't care I think if it's Doctor Fibes or like the House Tingler. of Wax or something. But, well, we did House of Wax as Reddit Horror Club, so I would suggest we do something fresh because I don't love yeah. that. I mean, if we're going to do House of Wax, I want to do House of Wax. Uh, with Paris Hilton. Yeah, dude, that movie rules. <laughs> I don't care what it's, you think. It's no, it's it is a it is a good it's a good remake in the same way that like Black Christmas is a good remake where it has nothing to do with its original source material. But they had a lot of fun with whatever they did. Oh, for sure. But that's the thing about that movie is that like it's. It's such a different take on it, and it's yeah. so horror movie night that it's it's actually on my list, and so is uh, the Tingler. So I mean, we can get serious with some some. Uh, I I do want to see us dabble a little bit into some fifties and sixties stuff because there's some to... really outrageous ones. Yeah, I have yeah. Uh, I have horror at party party beach still on my yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Scott. Oh yes, uh, I have more TV shows to talk about. Because it's winter and, you know, also these are, this is two months truncated into one because I, uh, this is stuff that I watched in December as well. So, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two, phenomenal, such a fun, just, I gotta fit, I started that first episode and I loved it and then I got into the Game of Thrones thing, but I think that's going to be the next thing I watch. Yeah, Rachel Brosnahan is just the absolute best. She's so wonderful. So, And she seems like she hasn't been tainted by Hollywood yet, so I'm just going to ride that train until she becomes a piece of shit, which (laughs) which hopefully never happens. So um, then I have Future Man Season 2 that I I finished. I, I think I binged that in maybe a week, you know, which is still a binge for me because I don't just sit and watch something until it's over. But uh, I remember when Future Man Season 1 came out and I talked about it last year, I was somewhat underwhelmed by it because I thought I that it... I was just about to say that. I was like, I feel like you were like not blown away by it. No, well, also <laughs> people were like, oh, it's so funny, blah, blah, blah. And then I watched it and I'm like, eh. I got really tired of the the time travel jokes. Uh uh, maybe four episodes before the end of season one and didn't know that they were going to make another uh, season. So when the Facebook ads started to hit me, I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. Why not? And um, I really like season two. It's a lot funnier because they're not jumping through time. Okay. Well, I mean, there there's still, still time travel in it, but their time travel device is like in the hands of someone else. So they don't they they're stuck in a a, a a certain future. So it's funny, it's like written in the same vein but it just didn't have all the time travel jokes that I did not enjoy from the first season. There are still some, but I thought that the the other jokes that they had in the same vein but that weren't time travel jokes were were, were funny and there are some recurring jokes about like they they did a time travel jump in season one, and Wolf, the one of the male leads, uh, 
loses his monster dong and it gets replaced <laughs> with um uh josh whatever his name it's like they swap dongs because you know it's like and so he's got a small penis and uh josh has like a monster penis and and it's like this joke that they keep coming back to in season two and um brian did you write future man secretly (laughs) i just keep thinking of frank reynolds I dropped my monster condom for my magnum dong. Yeah, it's not that far off. So yeah, Future Man season two. Uh, I I I'd suggest people watch season one just to get to season two because it's way more fun. Alright. Um cool. so I'm gonna change it up and talk about a book that I read. Ooh, ooh I help me remember sometimes. to talk about a book too. <laughs> uh so I read this book. I actually had met the author of the book multiple times because he's a friend of Jonathan. So he used to always sign at the Geekscape booth. And I talked about one of his books probably two years ago called Less Than Hero mm-hmm. about yeah. a bunch of uh, drug test guinea pigs that develop superheroes. Um, this one is supposedly his most well-known book. It's called Breathers. And it's about um, it takes place in a reality where zombies exist but they're kind of nonviolent, but there's a lot of racism and hatred towards them because they're not normal. Uh, and the book is told through the perspective of like a AA self-help group of zombies <laughs> that are just trying to be accepted in society uh, and, you know, them going up against all of the uh, racial bias that people have towards non-living creatures uh, as opposed to living creatures. It's, very funny and satirical. It's a quick read. It's like maybe 200 pages, but uh, I had a good time reading it. So cool. wasn't there a wasn't there a movie that we discussed once that was like that? I feel like there had to have been, but we've discussed between this and Reddit Hard Club. We talked about over 700 movies. Are so you a lot of them, serious? Oh, my God. I think so. I think so. I, I could be a little off with that number, but it's been you and I together. Actually, it's probably more like four or five hundred but yeah between you and i we've been doing this for eight years (laughs) and for a long time reddit horror club was two movies a week so we we may have tackled way more than we could have handled um anyway that's all i've got to say about breathers brian (laughs) so matt's going to be upset about this one Uh um movie that came highly recommended by matt that i watched and i was i was i was fairly let down with was a simple favor and I can see. <laughs> and it was another another Is that the Anna um, Kendrick one? Yes. Yeah. Another poorly marketed movie. Uh it was marketed as a thriller. And it's not. It's not even like a dark comedy. It's like a dim lit comedy. <laughs> like like it's pretty much just a comedy. Um having said that, I laughed. You know, I, I, I did laugh, but I was really expecting something different. So I walked away. Um unhappy yeah i think that's fine i think that i was shocked that it was a comedy when i saw it in theaters and that's what made me like it so much was that it kind of caught me off guard but yeah it was very poorly advertised as just like a like almost french noir thriller that's yeah. weird and you yeah. gotta you gotta understand like the me and me and jade kind of have like a ritual of sorts like anything that's being put on after eight o'clock at night and all the lights are off is a thriller or horror. So if we get bamboozled, like I'm sure if I watched it at two o'clock in the afternoon, I would probably have enjoyed it more. But it really ruined my uh, my dark night. 
You watched you that know, with with uh, mom, mom and Julie, and Julie. Though, right? yeah. Because yeah. they mom was like, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a very mom movie. <laughs> it is. That's not selling it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My as mom was a bit. I was gonna say, as much as a mom movie you can have with like incest and all types of other terrible. Wow, things, you are but, really yeah. not selling this fucking film. <laughs> um, I don't know. There are some good lines in there, though. No, but, it is right. funny, but yeah. <laughs> all right, Scott. <laughs> all right, so I have two horror movies to discuss. Well, three. I'm just going to touch on one. Finally got Megan to watch The Witch. She liked it, didn't love it, but now she can quote the Live Deliciously shit, so that's cool. And then I watched, and I know I talked about it on the group, Incident in a Ghost Land, which is um, from the director and possibly writer-director of Frontiers? No, uh, 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 Martyrs. And okay. when you watch it, knowing that, which I didn't know watching it, but afterwards, because Mario suggested I watch it. And he was like, it's pretty good. Um, it's there, There's a lot of torture and kind of demeaning, uh, misogynistic overtones to the film that... Uh, that's one of the reasons why I don't really like New French Extreme personally, but um, it was an interesting twist. There were some interesting twists in it, and I liked. You know how I talked about during Smiley the concept of them writing scenes poorly to indicate that they are not to be taken seriously. I guess. Yeah. It mm-hmm. kind of does that and well. So I want to give it props for that. It's more someone else's cup of tea than mine. It doesn't have any humor in it. So it's it's just pretty dark. But I washed that one down maybe a week later with a real banger that 2021, maybe 2020, we will have to discuss Mimic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mira Sorvino as sexy doctor um sexy <laughs> biologist uh with this very odd subplot of her and her husband trying to become pregnant that goes literally nowhere uh but it it is a fun watch it's like 1996 or something like that and i haven't watched it since probably 1997 i was gonna say i feel like it was from that wave of like ooh, species did well like what more can we do it's so different than species though and i always think about it as like in that same vein but it's not it's not it's 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 um it's sci-fi in that they create this new species of bug it's just so silly i mean i'm gonna watch two and three because i didn't even know there was a mimic three and then you were like hey scott there's a mimic three and i'll watch all those because those look like schlock that i could really get behind um, all right, so I watched. This is the only. Uh, no, that's not true. So I watched this maybe a week ago. This this was a late addition onto this list, um, and I had a ton of fun watching it. Was the Bilko experiment really? Um, I never had seen it before. I still haven't seen Mayhem, so oh, I can't say if it's better or worse it. than Mayhem. But Mayhem's on the list. But the cast for Bilko experiment is awesome, and. It's just so it's such a James Gunn movie. Like, oh, yeah. like as you're watching it, you're like, OK, like I know he didn't direct this, but you can you can definitely ha- like his dark sense of humor is just like scattered all over that movie. It, um, but it's fun. It's not I don't know if I'd rewatch it again. Uh, definitely not anytime soon. I might revisit like years down the line, but it was a fun, fun movie. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be 
I thought it was going to make me feel the way that like Battle Royale made me feel, yeah. where I just never really wanted to see it again. Um, but this was, I think it's because it's so over the top and outrageous that I kind of enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. You're going to enjoy Mayhem then. Oh, I'm going to love the shit out of yeah. Mayhem, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> All right, Brian. So I watched White Boy Rick last weekend, and they really didn't need to make that movie. What is um, it? It's about the uh, like this kid that was a 14-year-old FBI informant and then became like a, a big drug dealer. And uh, it's sad. Like it's not it, – it's definitely not the worst movie I've seen. And the, and the one thing I can say is uh, this is probably the first movies that I've seen like involved in like drug dealing that like they did not romanticize it at all. Have you ever like, seen Alpha not- Dog? <laughs> But there was still some, yeah, I guess Alpha Dog, they didn't romanticize it at all either. Uh, but Alpha Dog is bad. Um, Wait, you, you don't like Alpha Dog? I I think Alpha Dog's all right. All right. But um, White Boy Rick was like, you know, it just seemed like they, 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 they rushed through it. Um, it is very sad. I mean, the guy either just got released from jail or is still in jail. He, he was serving a life sentence and he's one of the, like, the few people he's one of like the, I think one of the few people in it, uh, that's currently in jail for life for nonviolent history and nonviolent crimes. Whoa. Um, yeah. So it's not like he like killed a guy or, or did anything. It's just strictly selling drugs. And he, and he got handed a life sentence at like 17 years old. Um, so it's a sad movie, but, Nah, you don't have to see it. Watch the documentary on him. It's much better. All right, Scott, pick us up from that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I have two things left. Morning. It's all downhill from here for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna like I'm gonna tap out here. Um, I want to talk about one thing I read and one thing I watched. Now, when you oh, two things I read. Sorry. When you think, oh, Scott reads, he's probably thinking something valid and valuable no i I read i found um 20 or 30 ec comics house of horrors at an estate sale for a buck a piece bought them all (laughs) they're so dumb and so fun (laughs) (laughs) i might take them with me to mania and and see if anybody wants them because they're they're just gonna gather dust here but but it's so it's so fun to have found them and i love the cover art but they're just silly they're just so silly um they're just you know, Tales from the Crypt, basically. Um, and then I also read a very good uh, short story that Megan suggested to me a while back. It's called The Yellow Wallpaper. It's super famous. Have you guys ever read it? No. It's a Victorian piece. And it's a big deal because it's Victorian horror written by a woman. Uh, and it wasn't like under a pseudonym or anything like that. But it's a relatively short story, maybe... 15 pages and it's talking about how she's kind of laid up for you know hysteria you know some victorian thing in this uh it's probably postpartum depression that she's really talking about but they didn't know about that at the time so she's laid up in this room at like a summer house or something like that and and she starts to get obsessed with the ugly yellow wallpaper and she thinks that there are people moving behind it and it's just kind of like a descent into madness. Very, very Lovecraftian in that sense, but without monsters. And it's very, very good. Megan told me about it because she had to read it for um, 
oh, I don't know, uh, some literature class in college. And she's like, you've never heard of the yellow wallpaper? I'm like, no, I didn't take a whole lot of lit classes. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a women in lit thing. So uh, I'll post it. Uh, it's it's like a, you know, it's there's a PDF that I just it, like the the government has it um, on one of their websites, like the Nas National Institute of History or something. Um, and I'll post the link on the Facebook group after this drops. It's very good. Cool. Okay, awesome. Um, so, guys, real quick, I apologize. Uh, a pop-up came up on my computer, and for some reason, it was playing through my desktop and not my headphones, and I didn't realize what the noise was, and it might have just bled. Did I'll, you guys hear that? No, nope, there was no, nope, nothing okay. even showed up on your sound wave. So, okay, good, good. good, uh, good. So, stop clicking around the internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so it's not going to watch uh, itself, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do I get through this? <laughs> so. This is the last thing on my list, uh, and it's another thing that I read. Um, this was a like probably four-month project, but I got rid of pretty much all of my comic books, got myself narrowed down to a single long box, and have been replacing it by getting graphic novels of like the series that I really wanted to read. So the first one that I finally got through is Why the Last Man, which is just oh, a yeah. really fucking great graphic novel series. Um ends on a really for what is a fairly fun post-apocalyptic comic book series ends on a really strange downer note and i'm kind of okay with it uh but now my new one is that i've moved on to uh lock and key by joe hill so we'll see they how doing i a movie? that are they doing a lock and key movie i think they're doing a tv show ah, yes. maybe yeah, that's what it is but uh i'm gonna do that and i think in between the lock and key books, because there's only like seven of them, I'm going to be trying to work my way through Invincible, but Invincible is really, really long. So that's probably going to be like a two, three year project to get through Invincible. Damn. Um, yeah, because I think that went like 125 comics or something like that before it got canceled. So and the graphic novels are all like five issue collections. Of course, so, so it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a long uphill battle for that one. Uh, Brian. So I'm just going to knock out the, the last few. Um, Disney, watch Big Hero 6 and Monsters University. Both very endearing, fun movies. Not the best, not the worst. Um, New Year, New You, the newest Into the Dark. Mm -hmm. Not great, but definitely <laughs> not as bad as Puka. So they're I feel pretty... Like that's, that's what I've been hearing from a lot of people, is that yeah. exact review. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I saw Vice. That was the first movie I saw this year, which I fucking loved. I loved Vice. Um, Adam McKay is just very skilled at taking a complicated subject and just putting it in layman's terms for everyone to understand. Um, I suggest everyone see that. It was super, super cool. Super scary in a sense of just like how fucked up everything is. But really good movie. And then what I want to end with is I started watching True Detective season three. And the only reason I want to bring this up is because if there's anybody out there that's like me that loved True Detective season one, didn't finish True Detective season two because it lost the feel and is hesitant to watch True Detective season three, do it because it's got the feel of the first one. It's super fucking good. It's super gritty. Check it out. And that's all I got. All right, Scott, take us home. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I was going to save this one for next month, but I'll just do it now. Um, Crazy Rich Asians, real fun. Super good. I love that movie. I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> – I, I don't love it. Like, I'm not going to 
see it again, but renting it for like three bucks or something and then watching it with, you know, your significant other is is not yeah. a bad it's, way to spend some time. Yeah, it's got a very good like late 90s rom-com vibe to it, though, which is what I really liked about it. Yeah. Like it, it feels like an old rom-com movie. And Aquafina is just so fucking funny in that movie. Aquafina? <laughs> She's the best friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no! My favorite is is um the her dad. Oh, I can't remember his yeah, real yeah. name, but you know he was in you know yeah, the from hangover. the Hangover and all that. Yeah, stuff. but yeah. I just love it because there's that one part where um they're having lunch or something like that, and he goes, "Eat all your chicken nuggets. There are starving people in America." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, good movie, uh, good time. We will be back with another one of these. Um, guys, just a heads up. I know we haven't put a lot of bonus material on the feed as of late because we've been putting a lot of stuff on the Patreon, which so highly recommend hit up, you know, hit up the Patreon, patreon.com backslash HMN uh, podcast. Uh, I have three or four interviews that are all going to be dropping this week or into next week. So... Stay tuned, <laughs> um, and we'll be back with another episode on Friday. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are... Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 